Welcome to the Real Facts on Real Estate podcast, presented by Sean Patrick Maloney. In this series, we educate real estate agents on how to find success in the industry and grow their wealth to six-figure commissions and beyond. Now here's your host, Sean Maloney. Welcome to episode 190, the five worst questions an agent can ask. I'm your host, Sean Patrick Maloney. Thanks for joining me this week. This week, I'm going to talk more about framing and proper wording of sentences, questions, and everything like that. You guys know I'm obsessed with it. I'm always talking about it's very much how you introduce something, how you say something, and what questions you ask that makes the huge difference between being a highly successful agent and being another agent that can't figure out why people never call them back. People always ghost them and they're not selling anything. They're doing a magnitude of showings. They have tons of leads and just nothing, absolutely nothing is going right. So let's jump right into it. First off, let's go through the five questions and then we'll break them down one by one. So number one is, do you have an agent? Number two, are you pre-approved? Number three, are you sure these rooms are large enough? Number four. Does X feature of another property bother you? Number five, last but not least, what time works best for you? Now, I'm sure a lot of you are like, whoa, this is like the main line of all my questioning. Yeah, I'm talking to you. That's why you're getting it wrong. So let's break down why they're wrong and how maybe they're partially right, but the framing and the delivery of what's going to make it right or wrong. So first off, let's go over the, are you pre-approved yet? Seems like a simple question to ask. The reality is when asked at the wrong time or in the wrong way, it can come off as very offensive. Imagine meeting someone at an open house as a client, right? An agent, and they're asking you for your pre-approval. Now, I know for us in the real estate industry, a lot of times we think it's kind of funny because it's like, well, I don't have your social security number on it. All it really tells me is what you can afford. But to them, It's a serious next step in the relationship. It's an escalation. It's asking to see behind the scenes on them, the buyer, and they're not okay with that. One of the things I taught my Move Mentors, which is what we call our agents here at Move Mentum Realty, is to ask more open-ended questions like, at what stage of the pre-approval process are you at? See, now this makes it okay that you could have started. You could have not started because when I ask are you pre-approved or not, it's a yes-no question, which they know on the no side means they're not qualified. Whereas if I just say, at what stage of the pre-approval process are you at? I've normalized the idea that you could have started. You could be halfway through. You could have an old pre-approval. You could have a current pre-approval. There are many stages to the pre-approval process. And then when I do find out that, hey, maybe they're not pre-approved, Instead of asking them if they would like some contacts for a lender that I have that's preferred to reach out to them, I would say, do you mind if I had one of my preferred lenders reach out to you, one of the lenders I work with most often? Based on your state, based on the laws, don't just throw any words out there. Look up what the state laws are. But ultimately speaking, I have a lender. Would you like me to have them reach out to you? Next up, let's talk about it. When showing houses, it's important to remember that a property is for the client and it's not for you. This means doing things like questioning the size of the bedrooms or other house details may offend your client. Imagine you go into a three-bedroom house and you're with a woman and you're walking around the house and she's totally in love with the house and you're like, are you sure these bedrooms are going to be big enough? 
Now, what you don't realize is this same woman is going home to a one bedroom where her kids are staying in the living room. And she was so proud, so, so proud to buy a three bed to have her whole family have bedrooms. And now you've just totally deflated her, even though you know her budget, you know what you've looked at for housing, you've deflated her by saying, are you sure these bedrooms are big enough? Now, if a client says to you, I need a minimum of a 10 foot bedroom, you know that that's the minimum standard. But a lot of times people, when it comes to why they said things, especially agents in this situation, they're saying things because they're going based on the way they grew up, the way that they know for normal, the way that they think and everything like that, which is totally wrong because remember, this house is about your client and not about you. We're not saying to rip anyone off, sell them tiny bedroom homes, anything like that, saying if it isn't a problem that they bring up, it probably isn't a problem for them. So just be very careful about this one. Next up, asking someone the questions in an open house if they have an agent is just a quick way to say yes, to be left alone. Ask them other conversation starting questions like where did you travel in from today? What brings you out this afternoon? These type of questions are a foundation and a start to a conversation. Asking someone if they have an agent or not is basically telling them like, if you say yes, I don't have time for you. If you say no, I'm going to assume I'm being your agent versus just starting with some foundational questions. What brings you out today? It excites the conversation. It gets either motivation from them. It figures out what they're doing here today. Or if they tell you where they're from, oh, I'm from Weymouth. Actually, I was born in Weymouth, Massachusetts. That's amazing. We have conversation starters here so we can build to the next level. So don't ask these silly questions. Start getting into asking foundational building questions where you can run with it, where you can head out and you can continue the conversation so you can grow the relationship. Because remember, we're in the relationship building business. We're not as much in the sales business as some people think as much as you need to build relationships. Now let's jump into another one. This is a funny one. Oftentimes agents, again, back to where they grew up, where they are, I'm going to go into this one. Does X feature of another property bother you? So what do I mean by X feature? Does the highway being so close bother you? Does Walmart being across the street bother you? Do the power lines bother you? Now, I'm not saying to hide power lines. I'm not saying to hide highways. I'm not saying to hide Walmarts. I'm saying when you're at a house, you're walking around, you have ears, you have eyes, so don't your clients. It's not hidden and they're perfectly fine until you brought it up. This is just like the bedrooms. Guys, imagine you just moved from the green line where your house shook because the train ran parallel with your windows and now you live in uh, maybe three, four houses back from the highway. It's not a big deal, but it's you, the agent, that's focused on how you grew up, what you had, what you want, that keeps ruining your own deals. Like I said, guys, don't take this wrong. I'm not telling you to be a shyster and hide things. I'm just telling you to not bring up the obvious because as soon as you start assuming a bit of reasonableness, you're saying it's unreasonable to live near here. The person says, I'm a reasonable person. I don't want to live near here either. So just don't do that. I'm not telling you again, please don't hear it wrong. No shyster, no nothing like that. Make sure your clients understand everything. Make sure they know the area. But pointing out the highway that's apparently there is just to ask for bad and to pull negative energy into your deal. Now, last but not least, this one kind of flips the page, changes the pace a little bit. But what time works best for you? Now, as a real estate industry professional, I often hear agents complain about the times of their showings or the times that their clients want to meet with them. And when I listen to the way they frame the conversations, they say what time works best for you. 
My suggestion to you is to get into the habit of knowing your schedule and saying something along the lines of this. Does Tuesday at 3.30 or Thursday at 5 work better for you? I've given them two open appointment times. I've allowed them to choose one that works. And if one doesn't work, do you know what they're going to say? Actually, Sean, I'm sorry, neither one of those appointments work. Would you be able to do Friday at 5? Now we've given them the opportunity to let us know because if we ask what time works best for you, what does that insinuate? When do you have time off? When do people have time off? Nights and weekends. When would you like to have time off to spend with your kids, family, and friends? Nights and weekends. So do not just offer any time. Offer specific times. That way you can guide them towards a successful relationship where both of you can be there on time and it doesn't interfere with either of your schedules. Guys, I hope these questions help you understand better how to get along with clients, help you understand why it's so important to really study deep and to keep drilling these habits into yourself so when the questions come out, the questions come out the way they should and they come out in a controlled pattern where you're helping the narrative along so the home purchase happens or the home sale happens and that you are not the crushing factor to that sale. Thanks so much for listening. I look forward to talking to you next week. If you haven't already done so, please hit the subscribe button. Also check us out on the web at realfactsonrealestate.com. I look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you.